they want us to build a character each based on a Disney princess. You know how we like our Disney references. I think I'm going to build my very own Pocahontas. Not one of the more popular princesses. Why? I don't know why. Ask the people. Why? Sean's character build process, step one, right? I go and I find a character concept that intrigues me. So for me, the Disney princess that I chose was uh, Rapunzel. Of course you did. And thematically, the one, one, thematically <laughs> Archfey. I think Grandmother mm. Willow could be an Archfey. <laughs> Look, if I want that and want to use Eldritch Blast. Like, like Agonizing Blast. Ah, split ends. <laughs> <laughs> Agonizing Blast. You haven't washed your hair in how long? <laughs> Oh, hey. Oh, hey. How's it going? Good. Fan. Decent. Test. Oh. oh. Decent. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. Great. Wonderful. Powerful. Muy bien. Oh, are you Benita? Right. Très bien. <laughs> yeah. Fantastico. Ah. They say. Uh, it looks like uh, the show must be getting more likes and subscribes and stuff because uh, Chauncey has increased our budget. Yeah. Check out that light. Whoa. Right, Whoa. The lights are back on. The tome is illuminated. So I know, right? What's in there? I don't know. I've never checked. I've, I've also actually never checked. No? At this yeah. point, I'm afraid to. Oh. I'm illiterate. <laughs> I can tell. Oh. Um, I guess I have to read the note then today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, technically. Uh, yeah. Uh, today's note reads, Attention. Read out loud exactly what is written on this note or be destroyed and replaced. Welcome to Caffeine and Cantrips, the show where we talk about D&D or else. Welcome to a very special episode of the show. Inspired by a builder who may or may not be named Bob, we have asked ourselves a question. Can we do it? Yes. By our number 414. Yes, we can. Okay, we're positive today. And we're going to do it in front of you. Ooh. Cool. Ooh. How we fell in love. Warriors. Part two. What are we going to be doing? We're making characters in the caffeine and cantrips way. Oh. Bringing you behind the screen and into our mental sandboxes to join in the fun. So grab your puddle jumpers and come on with us as we break down our build. We're like making a character. Uh, we'll see. Between the sheets. <laughs> I mean, maybe Byron number 413 did. Oh, well, at least he can read. Welcome back, everyone, to yet another episode of Caffeine and Cantrips. Yet another. You yet love another. it. I love it. We yeah. love it. We do. Uh, apparently, you guys do love it because we have been getting sort of fan messages. Yes. Apparently. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of you out there have been saying, hey, you guys, you know, been talking about building characters and what's a meaningful character and like how... Byron does things differently. Sean does things differently. We would like to see uh, sort of more in-depth, sort of like a how-to, step-by-step 
example of how we actually go about building our characters. Um, so I guess let's do that. We're going to do that today. Yeah. Um, and the uh, challenge was uh, they want us to build a character each mm-hmm. based on a Disney princess. You know how we like our Disney references. Well, I think they, they've they heard that I like Disney. So they're they, like, fine, make a Disney. Make character. a Disney. At least yeah. he knows what that is. <laughs> right. You don't know anything else. Uh, so we're going to be doing Disney princesses. So reductive. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Let's do some Disney princesses. Don't be too excited, though, because not like that. Uh, uh? We're going to do it by creating a right. D&D character. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess the challenge was to uh, choose a recognized official Disney princess. Because there's a lot of them that aren't official, apparently. R.I.P. Tinkerbell. Um, the character will be, <laughs> yeah, a, a sorry, Princess Leia. Uh, sorry, Xenomorph Queen. You're a queen. You're not a princess. Um, so anyways, needs to be a Disney princess. Uh, they need to fill the uh, party role of striker or damage dealer. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they can be any of the unboxed archetypes that we talked about in earlier episodes. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and they want us to build up to level three. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I guess level three, it's where I, they that, sort of take off, right? So. Well, that's kind of one of the first, quote-unquote, spike levels, but it's also yeah. where you can make a lot of kind of major changes that really start to impact your character with subclasses. I really feel like, and... feel like level three is really where they become, they come into themselves as characters. Oh. Mechanically. Potentially. Potentially. Some of you builders out there mm. don't get going to like Bob. level 10 or 11. Right. Why don't you? So. Yeah. Hurry yeah. that up a little bit. No, I, I like that prompt. Um, it's fun. It is a fun little exercise to try and do it, which of course will magnify and blow away out of proportion in a weird way. Because that's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> Not on purpose. It's, it's just who we are. It is who we are. It is who we are. <laughs> but I mean, I suppose. You always go first. I'm going to go first. Do I always go first? Let me know. Uh, <laughs> 50% of the time. Every, <laughs> every time, time Sean goes first. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to jump into this then. I'm going to jump into this then. So I think, I think I'm going to build my very own Pocahontas. That's oh. the one that I'm going to pick. Not one of the more popular princesses why she, i don't know why ask the people why <laughs> why don't you jump in the comments and tell us right. um but the popular ones are like bell bell's uh, awesome ariel yeah right and then like the legacy ones like snow white snow aurora right 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 where they got their starts um no i i think by box office numbers i think you know i don't know what it is uh i i I suppose I'm inclined across the spectrum. I like the idea of Pocahontas. I like the idea of Mulan. I like mm. Merida. Maybe I'm just on kind of that fighting spirit okay. in there. Um, and as a striker or damage dealer, that fits very well. So I guess I have to start if I'm building. Um, yeah, what do you let's, start? Let's ask the question then, because we we like to say you got to start with a lot of questions when we're building it conceptually, okay. right? Because so then you develop the answers. So to quote the line, what is my path, Grandmother Willow? How will I know it? Grandmother Willow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of another Willow. Willow. Oh, or Buffy's Willow. 
Yeah, small person. No, oh. this one's a tree. Uh, and a grandmother, apparently. No, we've, we've got... <laughs> We've got a tremendous amount of lore and story behind each of the Disney princesses. Surprisingly. Um, this one in particular, I think, has a tremendous amount of um, checkered history. Some controversy. Some controversy. Um, well, she's based off a real-life person. She's based off of a real-life person and... In her story, we're starting to see if we look at the real version of her, that it's really told from the perspective of John Smith. And we don't know if John Smith is a reliable candidate to mm. narrate these things um, because he wrote a bunch of things that I'm not going to dig into because the scope was Disney, Disney princess. princess. So not real life figures. Well, while I know that there's a lot of potential issues with what's going on, mm -hmm. what I wanted to focus on with this and establish the scope of what I'm doing to be the strong, bold, kind of brave, um, courageous, perhaps might be the better term than brave, mm -hmm. but um, <laughs> woman. Because well, brave would be Merida. Uh, yeah, that's a yes. Yes, it would. Um, no, I want to I want to look at the positive attributes that the character has yep. in the story that it is presented in the movie. I'm going to, mm -hmm. yes, I know I'm taking the nicest version of this, but um, there's a lot that we can do there because of what it implies and what it talks about Okay, through the story building, the background and the lore behind what it presents. Okay. So I'm going to jump into that side of it. So those are the puzzle pieces that I'm going to start to collect. And of course we have to do our research. Now that we've set the scope. Okay. I should probably remember what's in the movie, right? And all the kind of stuff and all the little nuance and whatnot. And there is a lot of very interesting things in this movie. Like, I don't know if you remember all of the like prestidigitation and like magical stuff that happens all throughout the movie. Yeah. That isn't caused by the spirits or the spirit of like the colors of the wind or <laughs> grandmother willow and all any, any of that stuff. Right. There, there is in fact a lot of things that like the elders do mm -hmm. as we go through the scenes in the village yep. where Pocahontas lives for the very short amounts of times that she's there and not running around in the wilderness. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff. And, and that informed me as to what her background might be, what she grew up around, who were okay. her teachers, who were her mentors. Um, and, and of course we understand and we know that she's got a wild and adventurous spirit. A lot of them do the, the newest princesses. Well, and this is an but. older princess, which is kind of interesting, right? And as far as the progression of timeline and the mm. progression of storytelling. Um, and, and so we, we go back and like I said, when we're asking questions, we're doing this research about what she's growing up around and with, and she immediately in her story in the movie is presented with the possibility of marriage, of a stable, yep. secure, very calm, placid life. Mm -hmm. And immediately she rebukes it, right? Immediately she fights against that kind of thing and goes out and has a a little jaunt in the river and right. goes and seeks counsel from, from her friend. Hangs out with the wrong crowd. No, the right crowd at this point. Definitely <laughs> right. the right crowd. Yeah, they have not landed quite yet. Hanging out at the local corner 7-Eleven. The, the, the co combini? <laughs> the combini? Yeah. That's Lawson's over there. Oh, there's 7-Eleven over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. call it 7, though. Just 7. Just 7. It's good because it's open 24 hours, as it should be. Um, yeah. 
there's, there's a lot of questions. And so when we go back and we start thinking about how we do this, I need to bring in and understand some of the mental characteristics because those will inform uh-huh. my actual mechanical decisions later. That's interesting. We approach it similarly. Uh, I, well, we talked about it enough. Yeah. But I, I start with kind of creating what it is that is the intangible to form my base of knowledge mm-hmm. so that I can then create a structure out from it. Okay. And so when we want to look at how do we keep the character grounded, how do we make the character matter? We have to build those kind of mental attributes, the goals, the motivations, mm-hmm. um, even kind of their ambitions, the why as to what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I, I looked at kind of what happens in her story and you know, perhaps a goal that she has in this story. Let's right. say it didn't go exactly because I'm drawing inspiration from. Right. Not, you're not so I'm not necessarily exactly. copying. But okay. what we see is that there is a foreign force that invades her territory. Okay. Right. And this is very D&D-esque, right? Bandits come to your village. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, a king from a neighboring uh, kingdom sends soldiers over yeah, orcs across. rager village orcs rager village um there's so many things uh, a lich pushes its undead minions out towards your peaceful valley uh, a foreign force comes in and forces the inhabitants there to react according to their natures and their values mm. right and in this case she does not respond immediately like a striker would she doesn't go out there and start <laughs> cutting down <laughs> them white folk she gets out there and what she does is she initially attempts to secure understanding and knowledge okay right she attempts to through a form of advice learn to listen with her heart right and speak the language of her heart as opposed to seeing what the predisposition or preconceptions are of the othering that is going mm-hmm. on in the story. And so the goal then is perhaps to protect her way of life, protect her family, protect her tribe, protect her village, protect her lands. Okay. Or you could go even farther just to say protect a, a kind of peaceful nature or protect that natural balance that her people have found. Mm-hmm. So something arguably very elven Okay. In there, finding okay. that symbiosis with right. nature, right? And so that, like I said, these thoughts are like trying drow. to trying to <laughs> like <laughs> not drow, not drow at all. Um, but it is, <laughs> in fact, a very interesting idea when we talk about protecting, right? And how right. we go about that. So the the goals are to do that. Maybe, maybe like there is an extension that we can get into beyond motivation and the why through the build. But her homeland is important to her. Her culture is important to her, mm-hmm. right? So she wants to protect those things. So with that kind of an understanding as well, that there is a kind of seeking for balance or a maintenance of the status quo. Mm. There's yeah. a reason she does not want to become an adventurer. Right. But adventure is going to be thrust upon them. Right. So it, it, it also pushes, like I said, we've got a goal now to protect her culture, protect her status quo of what's happening. Right. The motivation behind it is she has friends there. She has family there. Mm-hmm. She has nature spirits. A raccoon, Miko, right? The the hummingbird who I get flit is his name. Oh, okay. Um, even grandmother Willow, as I previously. So we know that she has adopted 
a deep connection to not only the spirits of the land, but the inhabitants there. So she's got a very diverse background of individuals that she's got connections Just her? to. Or do the other members of her family have also conceived? I think, at least I want to think, that they all do. Okay. Um, obviously, she's exceptional because she's mm-hmm. our protagonist. Right. And she makes decisions that go counterintuitive to what the rest of them yes. do. Yes. But in this case, I would like to think that they all have little friends. Okay. They probably don't. Like, oh, there there she goes, talking to a tree again. Talking to the trees. <laughs> uh, but Those are just metaphors. It's interesting hey. because we also see later on, and this is perhaps a little sneak peek, we also see later on that John Smith reacts to Grandmother Willow. Ooh. So Grandmother Willow is actually a thing. Right. Right? And John right. Smith has a conversation with it. Anyway, whatever. Whatever, whatever. But with our goal <laughs> and our motivation to protect the homeland, to create that sense of security, to protect those of the land, mm-hmm. the animals, and the peoples there, um, we get more to the intention. Mm-hmm. And the intention, I think, comes from a uh, an intent to use charm or persuasion first before going straight to blows. This is not a berserker mm-hmm. style. Okay. This is very much a do me a wrong and I can see it return back to you. When we're looking at this, yeah, I found it really interesting Mm -hmm. to see this kind of clear like line. And so in in what I was going to build, there's a statement in one of her songs just around the riverbend where you can never stand in the same river twice. And I I like Mm. I like that metaphor for when we are building our PCs as well. Right. Because it we can run the same stories Mm -hmm. with different characters and they become new stories. Right. We can run the same characters in different stories and they're different characters, mm-hmm. right? There is no perfect replication of anything. Right. And, and so when we had this prompt, I was like, ah, I really like that we do have the ones that we have because it means that this retelling is going to be unique. Right. Even though it's all right. oatmeal. Even though it's all oatmeal. Thanks for taking the wind out of me sails. No, it's steel cut. It's steel cut. It's not just oatmeal. Hell yeah, it's steel cut. All right. Um, still cut out. So, yeah. So we, we build through that. Um, obviously, like I said, there's a heavy level of protection. There's a heavy level of awareness, heavy level of communication and an intuitive sense of what's going on around. So I wanted to keep those things strong for her. Um, additionally, I wanted to set her core values Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. I chose kind of an alignment, which was going to be good. Right. Uh, definitely from her perspective. Good. Right. But in this, I wanted to set core values. And so the core values are peace and understanding over life. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, moral virtue over ethical virtue. Okay. Right. So my choices matter more than going with the status quo. Like your feeling of what's right and wrong. Correct. Over the rules. Over the rules. Right. And, and when you feel something is right, you need to do that. Right. And with that, I thought, okay, well, this is the perfect place to start feeling out the hindrances. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me build some resistance and friction in the character. Now that yeah. I have a direction and an understanding mm-hmm. of what's important to them, what their hierarchy of needs are, mm-hmm. what the core values are of that character, mm-hmm. now I can extend that further and go into what is working against them. Are those same mm-hmm. values 
hindrances of how they act against the world, right? So in this case, I did choose, because I know that we talked about previously, like physical hindrances, emotional hindrances, story hindrances, Mm -hmm. and character hindrances. I only went with two of them to start off in the character creation process, but I chose an emotional one and a character one. Okay. So for emotion, mirroring the values, peace and balance versus emotionless expansion and greed. Mm. So what we see here and what can mirror into D&D is there is a general, a lieutenant, a king or whatever who has possessed that greed, that want of more. Right. And they send their lawful individuals of their society out to do evil and wrong. Mm. And the individuals are not responsible necessarily for their actions because they believe in ethical virtue of being lawful, of following their rules. Right. And so they are not the bad guys in their own ideals. Mm -hmm. But in our story, Mm -hmm. they are the antagonists to our protagonists. Yes. Right. And so while they are not necessarily wrong, what they are doing is wrong to us. Yes. Right. And so that becomes very difficult when you have a completely different set of values. Mm-hmm. So when peace and natural balance is more important than strip mining and resource collecting <laughs> and gold and whatnot, which, yep. I mean, both societies need these things. Yep. They need a level of balance, but they also need resources for their people. I think I see where this character is going. I Just think. around the river bend. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, so many good quotes. Anyway. Um, that's the emotional contradiction that she has to deal with. Okay. Is that everyone around has kind of a duty that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the primary concern is capitalism or expansion, but it's an emotionless expansion. Okay. The people who are doing it are not necessarily responsible for that. Now in D&D, it can be raiders. It can be orcs. Like we said, it could be gnolls. It could be a, a plethora of things right. that are causing these issues. Right. But in this case, SDIs <sighs> stands for sexually transmitted. Uh, oh, okay. Emotionless expansion. Yeah, no, it, it comes in where we have that kind of natural order versus the, the, that expansion. And what I'd like to think is that there's an emotionless expansion. Somebody told somebody to go do something. Mm-hmm. And so the people that you're dealing with aren't necessarily primarily responsible, much like dealing with the minions before you get to the lieutenants or the captains or the kings of the generals, right. right? Yeah. You have to work your way up that hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And fundamentally, that hierarchy is powered by greed. Ultimately, then, as the character flaw, um, with the core values being a peaceful nature first okay. versus that kind of onslaught of emotionless aggression. Okay. Um, there is difficulty when you start dealing with a, an individual's moral virtue over the camouflage of ethical virtues. Right. Right. Everybody just goes along to get along. And then when two sides collide, nobody's quote unquote at fault. Right, because we were just doing our thing, you were just doing your thing. Right. No, it's more important to say in this story, the individual is responsible for their actions, and we can show you why choosing the better path is better for everyone. Right. right. If everybody commits a little good, mm. everybody wins. So but not as much. Even more. <laughs> even more. Oh, yes. So I set those things, I set the mentality first. Okay. All of that is to say, essentially, I figured out. Their why, 
what they feel, what they want to do, and right. kind of some leading ideas of what their background informs me that the character should be like. Mm -hmm. And with that, I get into kind of that transformational part where I start turning the conceptual into rules and mechanics. Okay. Yep. And for this stage, as Radcliffe said, dig up Virginia, boys. Ah. It's time to break into the books. Get the okay. shovels dirty. Um, it's time to start making decisions. I know. One decision you have to make, though. Oh. That's really important. Uh, is whether to push that like and subscribe button. Instead of a shovel, use your finger. Right. And your mouse. Just uh, Right. Uh, you know, yeah. oh. hit subscribe. Yeah. Hit the like. Hit the follow. Uh, hit the I love you. One more of the stuff. Uh, the comment buttons. Oh, and keep sending us the... all that uh, DMs. We really like actually seeing yeah, them. And no, this, yeah. this episode brought to you by the letter D and M. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we've been getting more and more um, interaction from you guys, so it's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You guys actually want to watch us. <laughs> Tell us what you think the editor should do as well. Maybe we'll get them out here one day. <laughs> that dirty editor. <laughs> Dead editor. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so now that I have conceptually started yep. and I have my idea of what I've got going on, like I said, it's time to put rubber meets the road, shovel meets the dirt. Mm -hmm. Um. I think it's best because there's so many options to start with. I think what you have to do is you have to start with the low-hanging fruit. Okay. And as always, like we recommended previously, I want to work forwards and I want to check backwards with mm -hmm. what I've done to make every to make sure everything is congruent, make sure everything leads in the direction I want. Mm -hmm. Because I have some strong ideas about the core values, about right. the motivations and whatnot. Okay. I want to make sure I'm in line with that. Okay. Um, obviously, for backgrounds, mm -hmm. It's very quickly and very easily narrowed down in this story to be inspired by this um, to either Far Traveler okay. or Outlander. Mm. Now, while both of them provide really good mechanical choices right. for this, um, Far Traveler is insight and perception. Both yep. very good when you're reading people that you cannot speak with and or perceiving the world around you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Outlander, Athletics, Survival, super good. Yeah. I would pick which background, depending on what the campaign held for me. So in Session Zero or in conversations yep. with the other players, with the DM, are we going to be dealing with more rural and expansionary and mm -hmm. like uh, kind of um, looking at that exploration pillar? Okay. Right? Then I would want to do that. I'd want that far traveler mm -hmm. kind of aspect versus the outlander. I might want that more for going into an urban where both of them present an exotic person right. coming in. Um, neither really uh, stray too far from the mark, though. I think they're both kind of nail right. it. Right. Uh, keeping that exotic, different culture, different background, different understanding of the mm -hmm. world and allowing you to present that nice and right. clean. Right. Um, so great proficiencies there, mm -hmm. super awesome, and super on point with, they're all good proficiencies. Right. Come on, Bront. Bront. <laughs> they're all good proficiencies. They are all good. Um, and with this level three, level three thing mm -hmm. kind of threw me a little bit for a loop. Me too. Do we go all the way or do we multi-class and create something more customized and true? Right. Do you optimize for like 
mechanics or do you do you optimize for sort of faithfulness to the to to your concept faith i got faith um i have faith the faith i had no question in my mind i presented the question to you but i had no question in my mind this is 100 (laughs) percent going to be a multi-class character yeah 100 percent. i get to build it to level three i get to flavor it i get to change it so that it makes sense there is no single three level kind of not dip, but character progression that I saw that speaks true to what I wanted to do when using this as inspiration, when okay. using Pocahontas as inspiration. And <laughs> super interesting, my immediate thoughts were to kind of have that frontiers, explorer, um, but still very sneaky, right? Combat isn't the first idea. Okay. It's not about sneaking up like the, the braves and the warriors of the culture that they had. Right. Um, where they did just actually come back from war. Mm. Successful battle, uh, in fact. And the braves wanted to uh, celebrate such a thing. Right. Pocahontas is not that. Right. Still a striker. So I was like, it's got to be Ranger Rogue. No, it's got to be Rogue. I want those expertise for stealth. Right. I want to sneak around. I want to think that their practice in the art of um, merciful killing for animals, mm. like proper mm-hmm. hunting, right? Swift right. and painless. Right. For the animals, for their enemies. So that double rogue dip, bow and arrow, daggers, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely right into that kind of flavor zone. So two, level, two levels of rogue. I was thinking immediately two levels of rogue, but Pocahontas is also a magical character. She's introduced right. at the top of a ridiculously high waterfall, yeah. and she's just like, I'm a jump. All the princesses are like, and I was like, hell, yeah, Air Genasi. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm jumping ahead. But I was like, whoa, she just like goes for it, right? And right. it's like, okay, this is cool. But for that, so I was like, maybe... Because she doesn't like cast anything. So it's like maybe sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Maybe get some of that bloodline magic. Because she's attached to the land. She's so. Tree bloodline. She's so. Yeah. Salt of the earth. You know. Um, it, it. The raccoon bloodline. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a different character. <laughs> uh, at least at least in my concession. Trash bandit bloodline. Yeah. No. Immediately I was like. Oh it's got to be like a rogue sorcerer dip. And then Interesting. I, I thought more, I was like, maybe Druid Ranger, kind of nature on nature. I was thinking Druid from what you were talking that, about. It fits kind of well. Well, I wanted that kind of magic. And I was thinking, you know, with Sorcerer, you could get meta magics so that everything is like subtle spell. Mm. Right? They're not actually casting. It's just coming out of them right. from their connection with the land and their understanding of how things work. So those are my first kind of thoughts. Is a two rogue, one sorcerer, or a two druid to get your circle with a dab of ranger. Um, and I'll leave you in suspense with what I actually chose just for a oh, moment. Because okay. that wasn't the lowest hanging fruit. Um, oh. Because I had to then, when looking at the classes, the lowest hanging fruit decide how do I make this a true striker? And so I started looking at feats as well. Right. Because you got to dip into that because one of the options, one of the major options is variant human. Yep. Everyone um, loves a variant human. I didn't do custom lineage. I, I, I can, I can tell you that right now. I didn't do custom lineage, but I was looking at variant human and feats because feats add a ton of flavor. Yes. And if we're asking for flavor, we're asking to try and find that inspiration mm-hmm. and whatnot. It was just reading. It was just reading and looking and going through that and deciding on a feat, if a feat was necessary for the vision and the inspiration. Right. That was a lower hanging fruit than choosing race. 
Mm. Because if mm-hmm. there's not a necessary feat, then I don't have to take variant human. Right. Right. If I can create the feeling elsewhere. Interesting. Yes. So all this mechanical, like, yep. confluence, all of these things mm-hmm. are creating these nexus points. Um, and then, of course, like, maybe I can be a sorcerer, but be a variant human so I can get my feet at level one and take uh, metamagic adept. Oh, so more metamagics so, early. Well, no, because you don't get metamagics until third. Third. Right? Yep. So I could start with some metamagics. So then she could have subtle spell off the beginning. Whereas she wouldn't have it only on a one sork dip. Oh, right. You don't just get the metamagic points. You don't points. just get them. No, you get your bloodline right. at level one. Yes. But you get your sorcerer's points at level three. You get sorcerer's points at level two. Oh, sorry. You get your metamagic options yeah. at level yeah. three. Thank you. Yeah. So it didn't work that I was giving her, I saw metamagics in my head, but she's still two levels away from it. Yes. And so I was like, "Mm, sorcerer doesn't work by itself. Maybe I need metamagic adept to steal some ahead of time. Right. So that I can do what I see in my head. Not optimized. Uh, Optimized for faithfulness. Yeah. 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 Um, Medium armor master was also uh, kind of in there. Hmm. Um, What else did I have? Uh, Magic adept. Okay. I had in there observant, lucky you were in there. Skulk. Lucky, of course. Skulker was actually really interesting. Okay. Uh, How does that make her the character more Pocahontas y? As a striker, after she's tried to talk to people, (laughs) um, when you attack from a hidden position, you do not show where you attack from if you miss. Right. So this this is that whole surprise ambush, mm-hmm. right? Being one with nature, it also gives you kind of a like an effect like a um, sylvan elf or a wild or like a right. wood elf gets, yeah. where light foliage can can camouflage obscure them you. and obscure them, uh, and they can hide in that. Yes, Skulker also gives that, mm. so you can kind of steal that flavor from the, so the bags elf. of leaves and just. <laughs> Leaf just, bag uh, instead of a smoke bomb, right? <laughs> Leaf bag. That's way easier to make. No ninja training required. Right. That's my ninja way. Uh, <laughs> Believe it. So, so I looked at I looked at the flavor of those, right? And and then from that, I allowed that to percolate because I like to let things percolate once I've written yeah. them out and I have my lists of everything in front of me so I can yeah. see it. Yeah. Um, and then I decided to narrow down the races as well in case a feat wasn't important. Because maybe I could get mm-hmm. everything that I was getting in the feet in the race. Right. And it, it came very quickly down to four for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Air Genasi, as I said, because that one swan dive. Yeah. Gotta respect the swan, swan dive. Swan dive. Uh, human, of course, is the other. Variant human? Uh, variant human. Yeah. Yeah. And then half elf. Okay. And full elf. For elven accuracy. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, I, I didn't even think of that one. Um. Because of reasons, elf, like I just said, right? Yeah, what elf can do these things can be one with the land. Um, and and yeah, the feats matter, like I said, yeah, they do, right? When we're talking about flavor, when we're talking about inspiration, when we're trying to more than anything be true to that goal that's mm-hmm. working forwards, that's checking backwards, yep. making sure that we're in line. <sighs> and so, as John Smith said, come on, men, we didn't come all this way just to look at it. So, what did you come here for? <sighs> Well, I came here to stare at a whiteboard full of notes. <laughs> um, and and once I had done that initial kind of, not initial, but that full mapping, mm-hmm. once I had, now I had my core ideas, 
I had written down all the mechanical rules that I thought were interesting or could blend into that. Mm -hmm. And it was all written down so I could see it. I could start to build my hierarchy backwards so I could build out towards what I wanted. Okay. What was truest to my goals, what was kind of Mm -hmm. nice but not necessary, especially when we're talking only level three. Right. We can get these later, but I don't need them right now. Yeah. Right. To get the true essence of the character, I don't need them right now. So we start nixing, 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 nixing. Okay. Right. Um, it was way easier to write extra options and then work them back rather than Mm. kind of pre-censor or pre-disqualify options earlier. Mm -hmm. Because what I knew at the end of the journey changed my perspective on what I was doing versus the beginning. That's how we differ. <laughs> so, so it took it took having an initial concept, using that as a guide, essentially building the road, but before painting the lines on it. Yeah. Right. As as far as a metaphor goes. Yeah. Um, that was my idea to then when I actually started making the true decisions mm-hmm. beyond those low hanging fruit to just pare options down. Right. This is where I could actually make decisions okay. about what I was doing. Boring or not, I'm sorry if this is boring, but this is super awesome to me because I like that process. Right. Of like, this is more important to me than that. Gone. Yeah. This one's better yeah. than that one. Gone. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it's very clear and concise when we have some of the options to turn them into the very few and the smallest amount. Right. Because then the decision becomes perfectly clear. That really is the hardest part because level three, there's not a lot you can do. There's, there's a lot you can so do. There's so much you can do. There's so much you can do, but there's not a lot you but can do. But there's not a lot you can do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could see easily like seven, nine, 14 yeah. versions of this character. Yeah. So good. Um, like it's, it's, just, it's just that, it's just the essence of the character. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can really do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, I suppose, with, with a better idea and a clear idea of now actually after paring everything down, mm-hmm. what I was going to do, um, I would like to then introduce you to my character, uh, Minwabi. Oh, okay. Um, and, and a note on the names. Pocahontas was not her actual name. Just what they called her? <laughs> uh, it is what they called her. Jeez. And the reason, and this was super interesting to me and very, very informative, is they created a name, Pocahontas and her tribe, created the name Pocahontas to give to the explorers oh. because they believed that if they gave Pocahontas's real name to them, that they would have a spiritual power over her. How D&D lore appropriate. Fame, mother effers. Uh, this yeah. is fame stuff yeah. right here. So combining in the elements and of demon nature. Too, and like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. True names. So and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't I didn't know that in my general knowledge. That's in real life, though. Not in That's the in real life. That's right. in real life. I didn't know that there was a spiritual attachment to true names in Native American. Mm. And that is super cool. And I'm super happy that I learned it because I agree in that sort of weird mystical power and energy. Byron. You have no power here. <laughs> Um, and so, so, uh, not wanting to take any of her names to reference this, I wanted to have its own name, uh, because this is a, um, uh, what do you, uh, androgynous name. Minwabi is androgynous. Mm It can be male or female. Um, and this means the child who strikes back. Yes. Um, so strike a roll. Faye 
land nature, I had to go druid. Yes. I had to go yeah. druid. And and all of the elements through the movie, there is this beautiful symmetry of the emotions of the characters being flavored around them in kind of a magical, mystical essence. Right. And so I would definitely reflavor everything to be a part of that. I yep. would paint with the colors of the, of the wind, wind. Right. I would use nature. So like primary attack and kind of mechanics is magic stone. Mm-hmm. You can pick up a pebble anywhere and you can whip it 60 feet and do 1d6 damage. Whip it good. That is a lethal weapon at low levels, especially when you're dealing with basic commoners. You break, you throw a rocket person, that's, that's already a lethal weapon. But not 60 feet. I suppose. Right? That's a long way to have an accurate death. How far do baseball pitchers throw? Pretty far. Pretty far. I, I don't know. I want to say 90 feet. Yeah. They're lethal. Yeah. Anyway. No, they're not. They're absolutely not. Are they lethal. not lethal? People get hit all the time. With their pitches, like going like 100 miles an hour or whatever? Woof. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. lethal, but it's... In fact, it's like one of the things that they do now is they wing you so you don't have to... Anyway, we're not talking about Major League Baseball. <laughs> Check it out, though. Not lethal. How many people <laughs> die playing baseball? Zero. Except for the roids. They, they reclassify those people. They reclassify <laughs> them. Not dead. <laughs> Not people. Not people. They're objects They're now, players. guys. Um, no. That's why they say baseball is not wrong. Major League Baseball. Um, still not lethal. I'll take one. You know what? Yeah. I will take a fastball from any pitcher out there who plays Major League Baseball <laughs> as long as we get enough likes and subscribes on this video. Wow. That dedication, guys. I don't know what that number is. Guys. What's that, like 500 likes? <laughs> and a pitcher to offer? Okay. Gotta make for that you, happen. The things I do for <laughs> you, the people. Um, so strike a roll. Yep. Had to go in this case. Druid. Didn't have to go, but I did because of the strike roll. I really wanted to go shepherd druid. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of the tribe. I wanted to drop those totems. Oh, animal friends. Use the spirits. Yep. Right. The yep. nature and the spirits to empower and embolden my allies. Um, I couldn't do it as a strike roll. That's that's a bit more of a supporty role. Mm-hmm. For the pure striker, I went with stars. I wanted nature to be able to guide through the process of augury. Okay. I wanted the free guiding bolt. <laughs> I wanted guidance in the form like she assists the ships right. in, in filling their sails with wind and all of these sorts of things. I wanted these kind of lots of little effects mm. and a ton of cantrips in this particular yeah. way with, How much with going with full caster. Because as a full caster, you can float like a butterfly and sting like a wizard. <laughs> right like you 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 still druids are still formidable when we start taking them off it, yeah fireball <laughs> i didn't say what size the ring was <laughs> said i cast fireball um <laughs> absolutely shepherd is the way i wanted to go but mm. for striker stars. stars extra guiding bolts mm-hmm. magic stones super awesome later on you get moonlight spike growth entangle like there's tons of things that you can do involving nature right that are super awesome. Um, Spike growth. My, yeah. 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 My one level dip. Where do you think I went? Barbarian? Cool. No. <laughs> That's a- um, can't cast spells, uh, so you can't keep picking up pebbles and throwing them. The wild magic one? I Not the one level dip, I guess not. I chose... Tell me his rage isn't magic, though. Magic rage. Uh, in fact, I chose warlock. Of course you did. And 
thematically, the best one, one, thematically, Archfey. I think Grandmother mm. Willow could be an Archfey. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. this is perhaps in the prime material. This is her grove or where she has power. Right. And hangs out. And this is where Pocahontas goes and kind of communes with it. And po- and sorry, Grandmother Willow or the Archfey in your, in your story convinces the local to defend it against the other humans because mm. they're encroaching on their land. It's them who's keeping the balance in the forest. Right. Them who's threatened. Whether this is a dryad, a nymph. Right. Um, any sort of powerful fake creature that needs assistance mm-hmm. in maintaining the balance of their own space right. can call on you to assist them. Mm-hmm. And by being your patron and giving you extra power, this is one of the ways to do it. Right. I really kind mm-hmm. of wanted to go in my optimized version of this to probably be like a genie Dao mm-hmm. because, because yeah. reasons. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. But and and that would be in essence the power of the land speaking through the right. people to protect it, right? right? And your and your kind of synergy. That's a limited with wish. Um, but it it makes sense in the story to be not only a protector of nature, mm-hmm. but be guided by nature in a very real conversational way. Right. To be true to the story. Right. Right. She can interact with Miko. She can interact with Flip. Mm-hmm. She can interact with a tree. These, these well, are and warlocks things. have those invocations where you can like just talk to animals too. They do. They get that at level two, so that's not part of my scope. Well, you can get the you get a feat for that uh, if I chose variant human. Yes, but uh, yeah. So we ult- didn't because he chose trial. Ultimately, I looked backwards, made sure that my background, my core values were maintained through this. Going with druid, growing up in a spiritual community where other spellcasters exist, mm-hmm. where other um, powerful rituals. Mm-hmm. are created and used um, and and where a lot of kind of not necessarily combat cantrips and whatnot, but a lot of utility things are definitely super awesome and super used. Um, it also helps that with the Archfey, you can create a presence of charm or intimidation. Oh, there you go. So yep. you can be beguiling and create and a, a position yeah. for conversation and with that same power you can be a frightful fearsome savage um and that's when you're barely even human so no ultimately in my flavor and my optimization styles that i kind of ended up in for flavor uh a half elf because Mm -hmm. i wanted that kind of real true bond with the land um stars and archfey was my flavor if I was optimizing, uh, it would definitely be a human with stars and the genie. So I could get some spike growth, bludgeoning, slot right, burn yes. kind of action. That's going a bear. Uh, not you as a You can make bear. Brother Bear as a druid. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> as a moon druid. Uh, but yeah. that is not my Disney princess because no. it's brother and a bear. <laughs> um, so, no, that, that leads me all the way to kind of what I built. It was mm-hmm. it was deciding what the mental and the um, non-physical values were and the direction. And from that, creating anything that could fall into line with that. N- visually, I wrote out lists. Right. Nixed, drew lines through stuff, erased stuff, got it out and away from my kind of sight, and then purified it into what I felt was the best distilled version. Okay. And so, interesting. A protector of the land, magically inclined, 
flavored through beautiful mystical ways so that everything is a part of the land and mm-hmm. um, maybe a little sidekick raccoon. Yeah. You're going to have to uh, build the character sheet out for us. Oh. And we'll post it up somewhere for you guys to see. Midwabi. Yeah. And, and your process too. I think that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to do that. Let us know if you're interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can make that available. Either. Yeah. yeah well, somewhere. We will make that available. Up somewhere. I will do that. Yeah. Because I just got that DM. There you go. Yeah. Right your ear holes. Uh, Is that where you thought I would go with a Pocahontas? I, th- I thought Druid. I thought Druid, like when you're talking about right at the beginning with like all the protection of the land. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, oh, Druid would be great for that. Yeah. And you went like the rogue. I wanted that the, sneaky striker. I was like, whoa, what? Well, because magic stone is a ranged weapon, which yes. technically procs sneak attack. Yes. So is that it, is it a light? Is it a finesse? It's ranged. Oh, it doesn't need to be. It's ranged. Oh, okay. And that, that allows yeah, sneak yeah, yeah, attack, yeah. especially when they can't see you because you're hidden. So a rock coming out of the thing that does two six, that's as much as a great sword, guys. A pebble, <laughs> a great sword at 60 feet. And if you miss, potentially they don't even know where it came from. You can throw, you can kill one guy and throw the body at someone. It's a ranged weapon. Uh, it's an object. She doesn't have tavern brawler. They wouldn't even, you don't need, you don't need, you don't need proficiency. You can still do it. And they wouldn't even know where the body came from. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did, it's, it's literally raining men. Oh God. Oh God. Someone's, the, how does Goblin, What? Dead goblin corpses flying up from the Poor trees. Poor goblins. No, it's fun. I like it. Yeah. Pocahontas. Yeah. Pocahontas. As inspiration for Moonwabi. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. I guess there's only one thing left to do. Wait, you, you to go? Before that, if you guys enjoyed uh, Byron's little jaunt into the creation process of, of Pocahontas, Disney Princess as a D&D character. Striker. Uh, strike that like and subscribe button again. again. Also, martial archetype. Yeah. I didn't say it. Eh, it's fine. Could have talked about that for an hour, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, take a break. We're the halfway point. Yeah. Go take a go to the washroom, get some water. And when you come back, pause it. And then when you come back, <laughs> unpause it. I'll talk about, uh, I guess... The character that uh, I decided to create. Yeah. In my process. It's interesting because our the things we do is similar, but I was like, oh, it's different, different like orders. And How we like get that. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. So cool. I can't wait. <laughs> Wellness break in three, two, you. Well, welcome back. Hopefully you had a good pee. Uh, <laughs> now that you entered yourself out, let's fill you, yourself with more Disney princess. I goodness. wish you the best of wellness peas. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When I, this challenge was particularly difficult. Thanks guys. Um, <laughs> because we talked about it. You're always difficult. Um, because we, we mentioned it early in other episodes that I take forever to come up with character concepts, like months. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I only had like, Four days, three four days, days something like a week or something like that yeah. to, to do this. So it was so stressful to like. Well, a week minus procrastination. No, it's never like that. It's never like that. Anyway, it's <laughs> not never, but yes. Anyways, yes. Because I'm the type who, who unlike you, starts building and then paring down. Mm-hmm. I, I have to formulate the entire sort of core concept first and then build back from there. 
That's how my brain works, right? Things just come together like, oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. And then like, how do I make this work now? Because I have this vision that I don't know how. Okay. Right. Um, but anyways, yeah. so I want to hear, I want to hear more about it. Yeah. Cause like well, I said, I built the mentality of mm-hmm. it and then built the physicality to match. Yeah. It's similar. So you go fishing, similar. you send the mentality out there and then you wheel similar. the boat. Okay. Cause you started with like, uh, the character, like, like direction and all that kind of stuff. I actually do that last. Oh, kind, kind, yeah. Um, for me, Sean's character build process, step one, mm-hmm. right? I go and I find a character concept that intrigues me. So for me, uh, the Disney princess that I chose was uh, Rapunzel from Tangled. Okay. Right? Um, and like you, I went and I consumed all the freaking the, the movies, the, the, the after movie, the shorts, three seasons of a TV show. Um, and for those of you who haven't watched the extra Rapunzel stuff, uh, there is a greater universe that you may not know within within the Rapunzel world. Because um, we we know in Rapunzel, she's got this hair. It's magical, right? Mm-hmm. She, she can heal people. She can bring people back to life with this magic. It, magic comes from uh, this sun drop. Like, basically, it was a, a, a sun drop that fell from heaven. Okay. That went to her mother and then went to her when she got born. So she has this power through her hair, right? Tears of the Sun. Very different movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the expanded universe, <laughs> this is not, this is Disney. This is um, Disney. In the expanded Tangled Get universe, uh, there is also a counterpart to the sun drop, which is the, uh, uh, the moonstone opal. Oh. Which, unlike the sun drop, which is all about healing yes. and light, it's darkness and destruction and death and decay. Oh. Which Rapunzel also sort of interacts with and gains some of the powers of. With her and, hair? Yeah. She grounds it up and yeah. uses that conditioner? It's crazy. It's, no, she goes and like sucks the life force out of her friends and like, uh, like uh, out of the bad guys and, and, and so forth. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. There's three seasons of this stuff. Truly a tangled web she wove. Yes. So I took inspiration from the from the greater expanded universe of of Rapunzel and Tangled. Okay. When I did this, so I was thinking, what exactly do I find interesting about Rapunzel as a character? But that's where I started my my sort of thought process of building a character for D anD. Um, what I really liked about the movie, at least, um, was that it was almost a quintessential hero's journey or the monomyth that like, it was structured in that way. I really like that. Um, so there's, there's several steps, right? There's the uh, call to adventure. There's the refusal of that call. Like there's a reason to go adventuring right. and then them refusing it or being sort of nervous to or hesitant to go on an adventure. Okay. Uh, there's a meeting, a mentor, which you could say is uh, Eugene. He's the one who comes and like uh, teaches her about the outside world. Right. He's the guy that's trying to rob her or something originally? Yes. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, and then crossing the threshold is when, you, when she leaves her tower and, and actually goes in, on the outside world. Uh, there's then there's, uh, you, she meets tests and allies and enemies. And it's all her adventures with like the... The criminals and blah, 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 right? Fights all those people. 
Figures um, out what a devastating uh, weapon a frying pan is. Right. Yeah. Um, these, there's the next step is Shout the Shout out to Leland, <laughs> by the way, if you know that reference. I don't. Call me that. <laughs> approach to the inmost cave is the next step. And what that is, is encountering um, her inmost, innermost fears and doubts in herself. Oh, okay. Right? Which she does like almost immediately after she leaves her tower. Oh, good for her. Right? Real self-growth. Um, there's the ordeal in which she goes and she uh, overcomes her fears and her weaknesses. Right. The reward is what she, what she turns into afterwards. Like what she gains from overcoming her fears. Okay. The next is the road back. Is this time to go home? Okay. What she kind of does, like going back to her kingdom to find her parents. Because right. that's where she comes from. Because she's a princess. Yes. Yes. Right? Uh, the resurrection yeah. is basically, um, well, on the road back, she also encounters her the climax of the story. She overcomes the final boss, basically, which is Gothel. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, the resurrection, where she um, sort of sort of spoilers comes uh, into herself and sort of triumphs via what she has learned. Okay. Right. And then she returns to home with the elixir, her magic. And she changes her home and the world around her. The elixir. Okay. The elixir. Yeah. It's just, these are just symbols. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this is the quintessential hero's journey. It's interesting. Mine didn't really have a full hero's journey. Man, not all of them do. Now that I think about but it. But I like it. Choosing um, somebody else's hero's journey. Y- y- right? Woof. Yeah. Okay. I like Tangle because she is definitely the hero of that story as well. Correct. Right? Um, it's also a coming of age story, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I like those coming of age stories, like sort of discovering who you are, mm. right? And what that means in your, in, your, in your place in the world, right? Um, I liked how she uses her long hair as a tool and a weapon for like everything. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that'd be a fun mechanic or something to mm-hmm. do in D&D. Um, I like the theme of true strength lies within. Mm-hmm. Right? I like it that uh, in the movie, they treat magic as something special. Like her hair is super special. Right? In that magic. Yes. Um, I like it that her character, she's adventurous. Right? She's courageous, defiant, determined, compassionate. Other things too. Uh, really but, similar. But those are the ones, the sort of aspects, a lot of the Disney princesses are like that. The modern ones, more modern ones. Right. The older classic ones are, they're more damsels in, in distress. Right. But. I think that's, that's the times of the, the progressing storytelling. Yes, and, absolutely. And being uh, a proper role model. Yes. Well, because yeah. those stories are very old. Like the, like the, uh, the Sleeping Beauty is a very old story. Yes. Right. Before Disney came in. Took it. Oh, same right. thing with Little Mermaid. Snow White. Right? Yeah, yeah all Christian those. Anderson. Oh, Little Mermaid's crazy. Anyways. <laughs> but Pocahontas is what, 1608? 16, no, 1600s. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, but that wasn't a story. That was real life. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it happened. Right? Yes. So I, I take all those concepts. The animation like, was terrible. I take all those concepts that intrigue me about the movies and the, and the character and the things there. And I'm like, okay, from here, with all these ingredients, how do I make something that's fun and solidify that into a unified vision there's a lot of sort of seemingly unrelated things um right i need to build it into one concept now into one sort of character okay so what i did next is i uh using all the stuff that i thought about in step one i started to find some D in-game mechanics that i find intriguing okay so to clarify yes where does step one end and step two begin 
Uh, step two. Step one ends after I find the character concepts. Okay. From the movie that I like. Okay. And in, in, well, in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Right? And once I find all the stuff that I want to sort of incorporate into a character, mm-hmm. then I start on the mechanics. Okay. Right? Um, taking that into account. Step yes. one into account. Um, so I was interested in, say, like, I was like, oh, the, the hair fighting. It's super long range, and she, like, grabs things and pull things and, like, pushes things away. And she, that's all, that's all that, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do I do that in D&D, in 5e? Like, there's rope, but not, not that long. And it, it's hard to, to, it's complicated to do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Then I thought, how about I just reflavor something? And I thought about Eldritch Blast. Okay. As a reflavored as her hair. Okay. Right? And if you add, like, uh, Repelling Blast and Grass of Hadar, it mimics the pushing and the pulling and grabbing things. Right. Right? And when you say it's, it's her hair instead of just magic, right? Yes. Or what does her magic look like? It looks like her hair is shooting out or throwing her hair out. Very Sinra, but yes. But, right. Yes. I just make it more cute. because it's, well, it's Of course, because it's Disney. Right? So that's, um, that is a look. Like, if I want that and want to use Eldritch Blast. I'm like, like, agonizing Blast. Ah, split ends. <laughs> <laughs> agonizing Blast. You haven't washed your hair in how long? <laughs> uh, so that's Warlock. So in my mind, like, okay, so if I want the hair and want to use it that way, I'll, Warlock will be, have something that I need, to, I need to incorporate that into it. Okay. Cool. Um, and then I thought, like, uh, I want the, the she fights with a fi- frying pan a lot. Yes. And it's like really awesome. Yes. Right? I'm like, how do I do that? I'm like, maybe if I make her a hex blade. Yes. Right? I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> cool. Hex blade warlock. It's a frying pan or whatever, a right? shard of the shadow fowl <laughs> also <laughs> makes delicious eggs. <laughs> right? And I thought the darkness of the hex blade from shadow fowl would also mimic that moonstone opal. Or that moonstone opal? Or like yeah. That. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sun right? drop, moonstone, yes, okay. yeah. uh, and the shadow and the darkness, right yeah. from there. I'm like, cool, that that kind of fits. I like that. I'm like, what else do I like? I like the I like the sun drop powers. How mm-hmm. it heals. Mm-hmm. Right, but I was like, oh, divine, divine. Like, I like a celestial warlock, but I can't because I want hexblade. Hexblade. So I was like, oh, what else can I do? I don't. I'm, I want to optimize a little bit. So I'm like, should I do like, that means I like, should I do, if I want healing, Yeah. is that cleric? I'm like, well, that's wisdom. I'm like, oh, I got it. How about I do another charisma class? Because the first one I've kind of said as warlock. Oh, you're super sad. I right? went mad. Yeah. I was like, exactly. Mm-hmm. I went divine sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Right. Divine mm-hmm. subclass sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for, because you get your extra spells at level one. Uh, some of them, but you're because you can choose from the cleric spell list. Well, yes, and you get extra spells. Okay, I think. But anyway, yeah. you don't have to wait till level three to get to become a divine sorcerer. You are from level no, one. You get your bloodlines right? at level one, exactly. Yes, so you can get like cure wounds and revivify. They're all on that list because those are to. cleric spells. Yes, yes. Um, a sun drop power is like cool. So then they're like a a warlock, hexblade warlock. Divine Sorcerer multi-class. Okay. Right? Because I couldn't get the healing on my Hexblade by itself. So yeah. No, you don't Divine get Sorcerer. Life Drinker or anything no. yet. No. 
Um, and then I'm like, okay, that's, I like the Moonstone powers, Moonstone Opal. Yeah. Right as well. I'm like, it has Hexblade, even though it's for the frying pan. I can also use, get um, also from Divine Sorcerer. I can, have, I can also use like, what is it? Because there's a cleric spells. You also hit the, the darker ones too. Like You can go an evil celestial. No, you, you can still, because you can, uh, as a divine, you can pick any of the, of the cleric spells. I believe you have to choose evil to get inflict wounds. That's what those are bonus spells. Okay. Yeah, you get them bonus. Like cure wounds, inflict wounds. Right. Protect from evil and good and evil. Okay. Neutral. Yeah. Okay. Those are bonus ones. Um, so you can just choose them if you want to. There's a ray of sickness, inflict wounds if you want to on top of that. Mm-hmm. You can't get all of them, but these are just some ideas, right? Mm. So cure wounds for sure, probably. Maybe ray of sickness. Makes sense. Because she didn't shampoo her hair. Also, she drained the life force out of all of her friends by accident once. Yeah. Well, well, at least untangled one. In, in the TV show. She just healed. Oh, uh, okay. Show. Extended, extended in, in universe. In this just universe, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, I'm like, she also has animal sidekick. Like right. they all do. Like they all do. Like they all do. Yeah. Uh, Pascal, the chameleon. In D&D, you don't have to do chameleon. But I'm like, you got to have animal sidekick for Disney Princess. Yes. So uh, I was like, how do I do that? Because neither sorcerers nor warlocks get uh, find familiar. Well, not at the beginning. I uh, know. They're on their spell list. You warlocks can. Well, they, they can. Change. They can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that would take a three dip. You exactly. Yeah. Right? I can't do three dip because I'm multi-classic. Nope. You hex chain. Uh, so I was like, uh, okay, then maybe I'll take ritual caster. Because that makes sense. Because uh, that'll give her access to um, the find familiar rituals mm-hmm. and in the tv shows and even in her in the movies she chants kind of sings and chants her magic spells okay right and she does rituals uh, so that would be interesting i thought ritual caster and i was like well if i for her to have that feat gotta she has to be human. very inhuman gotta be so in the end she became the best of basics right uh, a, a very human mm-hmm. divine sorcerer hexblade Mm-hmm. Uh, Warlock, uh, and that's and that's what the, the 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 crunch the main crunch of the mechanics. There's other things like backgrounds. I thought uh, the Hermit was probably great because she spent so much time mm-hmm. off in the tower, right? Um, Which is so it's a nice version. I mean, she could also be like the haunted one. It's right? true. It's true. And this is this is not like again. We're not creating Rapunzel. We're creating a Rapunzel. Uh, inspired character correct right so before getting into any more detail like this is the 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 meaty goodness of Ooh. of the this character yeah like this is the important stuff all the other stuff is sort of fluff mm. so i'll leave that for later mm. right okay. to fill in the details okay um that's step two at this point i'm done like i'm satisfied with this oh okay because right? it's all i need to be happy with this character mechanically oh oh, oh me- me- right mechanically right like there's other okay. stuff like there's there's, there's, um, I forget that you do things in a different order. Yeah. There's, there's stats. I didn't right? worry about stats either. Right, like yeah. high charisma, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's equipment, gold, but I'm like, whatever. I, I, I'm not even gonna put that in this process because I, I leave that also, all that stuff to the end. Right? I'm do the stuff that really matters to get what I want to sort of fill that vision I have in my mind. Yes. Right. That's, so we've done step one, find the character concept. Uh, the, the, the character concept stuff that I like 
Step two is build the mechanics around there to support that, mm-hmm. right? And then step three is I then go and try to make the character meaningful. Okay. Like right now, it's just a shell, right? It's just sort of a, a rough idea of of how it sort of works in, in the mechanics, right? Jelly donut without the jelly. Um, so step three is making your character meaningful. Mm-hmm. And that's when I start talking about or thinking about uh, personal direction, the backstory, character directions, problems that hinder them. Interesting. Do that last. Interesting. Okay. Right. Um, so for this character, I uh, I think about out of all of those, but making it meaningful, I think about the character's personal direction first. Um, so that's I think about. Oh no, sorry. My no, I think about my personal direction. Oh, oh not the character. You selfish. I'm so sorry. Be. Right, because I'm the one playing. I want to know what do I want to get out of it. Are you playing? Playing. Well, it's if I were playing for me. Yeah. Right. So if you guys out there were making your own characters, I would, and you're doing this following the process, you would look for your own personal direction. Why are you? Why do you want to play this character? Okay. What question are they trying to answer? Yeah. Or like, like, what's your goal for the campaign? Ooh. What's my goal for this campaign? Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, I'm like, okay, sure. I decide that I want to explore the concept, this idea of true love. It's very Disney princess theme. Right? Of course. True love. And then I go like, why do I want to explore this? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about, okay, well, love isn't a simple idea, right? Love is different for everyone. Like for everyone, they think love, of love is love, differently. Sean. Love <laughs> is love. It's not though. Um, I think in, in Hebrew, there's like many words that love because there's different kinds of love, right? There's love uh, for, your, for your spouse. There's love for your parents, there's love for your siblings, love for your friends, love for your country, and they're different, right? In English, we always call it love, but they're actually different types of love. Like the form is different, the meaning is a little different, right? I, th- I, I would like to say that English has many words that mean love in them, but go on, right? Um, right. And then I'm like, cool, I want to, that's why, because it's because it's not simple. I want to explore that uh, in a little more depth to sort of understand better how I feel about those different kinds of love and what exactly it means to love in those ways. Right, and true love. Truly, yeah. Oh, like, tr- to truly love or true love? True love in those, in those ways. Maybe, like what is true love? Oh, what okay. is true love for your parents, for your kid, for your friends, right? Is there? More than one kind of true love of, of just you and someone that like your lover or your spouse, mm. right? It sure is. So those questions. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing I thought about is, is love. Uh, in the personal direction is the goal, right? Why? Yes. And then how am I going to do this? Right? So basically I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to okay. look at different forms of love. Yes. Right? Think about them and I'm going to test those theories of what true love might be mm-hmm. and how the different forms they take and how that might change things and test them through the other, through my, through the character that I'm playing against the other players, characters and the PC in the world. Right. And just ask those questions, do those things just to do those experiments in a safe place. Okay. Right. Uh, and just sort of see what comes out. So is this in a way to play matchmaker? To find the other PC's own true love while you're in search of your 
Maybe. Mm. Or maybe find a, find a best friend. And what is that best friend? Love. Right? Uh, find a mother figure or father figure. What does that look like? Why does it look like that? Okay. Right? That kind of okay. stuff. Um, and then you test it. You test that best friend love. Ooh, you test that love. Right? And what does it mean? The love betrayal cycle? Maybe. Ooh. Right? But it's just sort of playing around with that idea mm. through the character interactions. Okay. Right? Say, so that's my personal direction. That's what I want to do personally. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. Now that I know what I want to do, uh, I'm going to go. And so I'm like, oh, let's start thinking about a backstory that maybe will allow me to do these things. Okay. That also fits all the mechanic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like for a reason why that this person, this character would be like that and have all those different qualities. Okay. Right. So I think uh, something I just sort of threw together because I only had a couple of days. It takes me months Half to baked. do this, guys. Well, like uh, you said, you you like to spin large concepts around in your kind of mental hadron collider until something truly sparks its interest yeah. to you. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it takes time and repetition. Usually, like, I like this. I don't know why I like this. I think there's something great here. And I'm like, is it this? Is it that? Is it that? Until I sort of refine it down to like this core idea mm-hmm. is what I really am interested in. And when, right, you're, and then, when you're doing that by yourself, it's much harder. Yeah. Right? Because your your degree of perspective is so much more limited. Yeah. Yeah. In some sense, in some sense, you have to do a lot of it yourself anyways, because it's you, mm-hmm. right? It's so personal. But once I have that I have that core idea, I'm like, now I need to justify it. So I need a, like a backstory to make it a reason for this to be like that. Forwards, check backwards. Yeah. Um, so just a quick sort of thing that uh, and you can do whatever you want, right out there. But for for this character, I was like, okay, they you grew up in a, in a normal village oh. with normal parents, not a princess, right? Uh, no, we're going off. Script it's base base off of a Disney princess, but not a princess herself. Sure, or themselves. I don't know. It could be male too. Correct. Um, has the blood of something divine in her, or him, or him, them, them, right? And that's a divine sorcerer part. Check out my right? That is that is like divine sorcerer lore. Straight out of the books, right? Right. Comes out of somewhere. Even the sorcerer should totally be con. Right? The hill I will <laughs> die on. Uh, at some point when, I'm going to say she, right? Uh, when yeah. she's really young, like, like five years old or something like that, uh, by accident, she her owl gets hurt. Her, her. pet her pet owl gets oh, hurt. okay. And she heals it. Yeah, with her hair. With her hair. Oh. Yeah, it glows golden and, she, and people find out. It's like, wow, that's awesome. Who did this? The church finds out. It oh, says, oh, oh, right? Oh, it says, go. oh, no, we got to take this child away, right? And raise her in the church and nurture her divine powers and not let it get like sullied because obviously it's, it's divine and from their God or whatever, right? And depending on what kind of church it is, it depends on the campaign you'll be playing with. So I'm going to make a general. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so from like ages five and up, she grows up in this church uh, and they protect her from everything. Right, but like the devouring mother trope in literature, you overprotect the, the child. The devouring mother, yeah. Oh, okay, Ooh. it's like helicopter parents who who let nothing happen to their child and protect them from everything and never let them leave the nest. Okay, so it devours their own children. Wow, it's creepy. Wow, this idea. It doesn't have to be mothers, but that's just the, the right. The that's symbol, the name of the trope. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, the church takes on that role, right? Doesn't let her out 
what keeps her in the church, doesn't leave the compound, right? Because you got to, first one thing, control the power, right? And keep it for themselves mm-hmm. right? and not let it get sullied by all the evil out in the world, right? And they, and they teach everything, right? Um, but she also is able to see from her tower or wherever she lives in the, in the church outside and she longs for freedom because she has five years of being out there. She wants that. She wants it. She wants to know what the real world is like. Mm-hmm. Right? She's her whole life now. She's 18 or whatever. She's been stuck in the church. Oh, wow. Right? I don't know. 16? Whatever the human age, starting age is in D&D is. 16, I think, is the earliest. 16, 18, something like that? Or a little earlier? Uh, 16, 19. Yeah. Right? Oh, that was a bad year. Um, so she she really wants to go. And she's just dealing with it. And that's her life. Yeah. Right? Uh, and she gets uh, contacted by a mysterious power. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's her warlock patron. Oh. Right? Uh, which she doesn't know. Because she's uh, just cooking one day. Right. It's like, <laughs> you have unleashed my right. power. Uh, and basically, uh, the patron is also the same divine force or being that gives her her powers. It's the other side of the power. Right? Her divine uh, bloodline. Yes. Is also her patron. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's some sort of god of duality of... of- it doesn't have to be a god. Oh, okay. Right? True. We don't know what it is. We don't know what we'll it is. We'll let the DM play with that. It has to be, well, okay, yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Some sort of dual thing, though, with the yeah. powers of healing, creation, yeah. destruction. Or maybe maybe it's a god or just with life two facets or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, two facets. Right. And because it's, maybe there's two parts of it, she needs to go out and it tells her to, uh, teaches her all the, the other side of her powers, mm-hmm. right? The church finds out, and they get all, they get all, they get all mucky with it. As they do, right? they're like, "Oh, now you're tainted and dirty." Blah 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 blah. Right? You just be just healing, right? We're just the sun power. What's all this moonstone decay stuff? Um, so they treat her worse and worse. So just blast, and they judge her. They do all that crazy uh, okay, church yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and with the help of her patron, she escapes, runs off to find her destiny. Right. Right. And to understand who she is and where her powers mean and blah blah blah. Okay. Right. And okay. that's how that's how the campaign starts. Nice. Right? For her. That's her story. That's her backstory. Right. Yeah. Yes. Cool. I've sort of justified the character now. All the all the, all the mechanic stuff that I made. Right. Um, then I go, okay, I have this character, this backstory. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I need to set a character sort of direction now. I have my personal direction. I have a context for my character. Mm-hmm. But now that I understand where she comes from, now I can set what her goals are, right? What her motivation is and what her intention is. And so I was like, okay, for goals, uh, she wants to see the world, right? To find her place and her meaning in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wants to know why she was born like this. Why her? Right? Uh, simple. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then her motivation of why, uh, because she realized that the church is not what they said they were. Right? They were using right. her for her powers, yes. sort of abusing that. Maybe not everyone, but you know, it's, it's not what they said they were presented them as. Ah, they were secretly right? a cult, and they just kept using her to heal up their members. Right? To like, right, rejuvenate the Pope. Ah, pope is wrong. Sorry, the, the, the high priest. Yes. Or the priestess. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't, 
and they don't t- didn't teach her anything. Right? The, what she, they taught her about the world is not correct. They told the the whole of the world is unclean and dirty. You don't want to be out there. It's better to stay in here, mm. right? Just like Gotham mm-hmm. in Tangled, right? Mm-hmm. It's best to say, no, don't go outside. Oh, it's scary. Don't go. It's dangerous. We're not, not that we don't want you to go out. It's just for your, for yes, your own good. For that your benefit. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, this is not what it is, right? So um, that's why she's like, no, I got to go and find out what the truth is, what the world actually is, right? And what sort of my place in this world is then, mm-hmm. right? And how she goes about doing that, her intention is basically just to uh, following her patron, because it's leading her somewhere. Right? To maybe to rejoin and unify the two halves, of her, two halves of her powers or something to become who she's meant to be. Mm-hmm. Or the task that the patron initially wanted. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what she, how she intends to sort of find her place in the world. Interesting. Um, which is right in line with Rapunzel from Tangled. Right. Find out who she, like a lot of the Disney princesses, like, who am I? That's the question that they all ask almost. Like, who are you and what's your place in the world? Um, and sort of finding yourself. And that's where that coming of age story comes in. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's my character direction. Interesting. Right, simple enough. Um, and then I'm like, okay, what are the, now that I have that, what are the problems that hinder my hero, that make it so that she can't just go and do that really, right. really? Right. right? Um, what? No, please keep going. Okay. I was just thinking how interesting it is that this episode is bookended. Yeah. Like in a mirror yeah. for each other. I was like, oh, you're starting there? Yeah, yeah I ended there. there. Yeah. So the problem is that I hinder my character now. I'm like, for one, characters, characters. or organizations is the church. Obviously, they're kind of ch- trying to catch her again. Oh. Right, because they either some of them want to imprison her, mm. get rid of her, uh, some of them were maybe embarrassed that they had the, the one person that they had like sort of raised up in the public's eyes, some sort of holy emissary is mm-hmm. dirty now, mm. right? Or unclean. Because mm-hmm. uh, he can't stay clean. Right. Maybe some of them want to recapture to, to regain her powers. Yes. Like the high priest, because he doesn't want to die. No. He wants to stay young. He needs that for, lich fuel. Right. For whatever reason. Right. Um, emotional hindrances. There's probably many. She's been raised in the church her whole life. So she's probably naive. And when she's out in the world, she's probably scared and distrustful of the world and the people because she's been told that they're all bad people and just want to use her for her powers and so forth. Okay. Right? Um, and she's distrustful of all the outside world and she doesn't know anything. Right? So that sort of uh, makes, her, makes it harder for her to actively explore, right? find allies and so forth. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then her, the last one I was like thinking about competing goals, competing motivations that she might have sort of, uh, sort of some inner sort of turmoil, mm-hmm. um, is that she, she wants to be good. She's raised in a certain way saying that this is what good is, like right? healing and, and keeping people alive and so forth. Right. But the other half of her power of who she is kind of, right. Is based on death and decay and destruction. Right. And so those two sides of her are sort of fighting within her. Okay. It's something that she has to deal with. Right. And those are sort of problems that are that she has to deal with and that bother her. Mm-hmm. And with that, so those three sets, I'm sort of uh satisfied that like I kind of have a good direction of and it's sort of understanding of who the character is and how to role play this character going forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, that's the 
personal direction, uh, backstory, character direction, problems that hinder the character. Right? Mm. Those f- four things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then when I came down to this, I'm like, oh, wait, I don't have a name yet. Right. So oh, I, went, okay. I found a name and I guess I would like to introduce everyone <laughs> to uh, Oriel, the sunlit emissary. Uh, yeah. And that uh, is the, I think, uh, level two, Hexblade Warlock, level one Divine Sorcerer, mm. variant human, uh, with a pet owl, as a familiar. Uh, and apparently not named. Hmm? Pascal. Oh, you're gonna keep not a man, chameleon at all. No, he has he's an feathers. owl. Yeah, I healed him of his reptilian. And unlike Pascal, he can talk. He says, "Who can he? Who only giant owls have a language? What well, owl can say? Who? Who? Exactly. Can it? It's yeah. a spirit. Anyway, um, so yeah, interesting. Okay, so that's yeah, that's my process. Kind of a little bit backwards from yours. Yeah. I also like that you specifically went for healing mm-hmm. in a striker character, mm-hmm. which is very interesting instead of like trying to double down on the kind of output capabilities. Well, that's the hair. Eldritch Blast hair, right? Is the damage. No, 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 no. Yeah. I know, I know. But going specifically yeah. Divine Soul Sorcerer to get healing capabilities oh, yeah. to be part of yeah. the lore and to be yeah. part of the flavor yeah. and whatnot, as opposed to kind of going for uh, everything else is true. angrier hair, whatever that means. I mean, that, that epic frying pan, come on. I, I do like the idea of a semi-sentient shard of, you know, the Shadowfell or right. wherever, wherever these things come from, the Raven Queen's lair. Yeah, yeah. That's just like... Break eggs and skulls. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, ready, Pascal? Let's go. I mean, there was a tough time. I, I, I wanted to, to stick a rogue in there, a couple of rogue levels. Rogues, right? Because she's, she's super scampery. She's she, scampery. And she like climbs everywhere. Like she uses a rope, a rope, her hair to like climb up things like super fast. Mm-hmm. So I wanted uh, three levels of thief too, because they, they climb without. Well, uh, losing any oh the thief subclass yeah subclass yeah was the second story work yeah and then mm-hmm. she also uses random items all the time so you get to use item as bonus action that's great yeah it's great and you can use your hair to facilitate that mm-hmm. so you can use your hair as a weapon you can use your hair as an item right it's it's great like like her she can use hair for everything like in the movie so you went magical archetype. Yeah. Are you, are yeah. you martial archetype? Magical. Because I was going to say, you could do the same thing with... I mean, she's kind of both, right? She's, but she's magical. She's more, she's more magical, I think. Although she does do martially things, she's magical. Yeah. I mean, you've got a different... Back- what is your background? The background, um, I was thinking either hermit. Right. Or maybe acolyte. Right. Okay. Okay. But probably hermit. Oh, interesting. Hermit and then, and in there's a, a truth that she knows, right? And that's something that the... My hair is the best. That her frying pan told her. No, I like, I like the, I mean, if you were to go rogue, she doesn't, she loses that whole church thing and the magical healing. Well, you can add a, maybe do like a yeah. whip. Her th- hair could be a whip. I thought about whip. I, I thought about whip. But, but the Eldritch Blast goes further. It, it, it certainly does. And her hair is so long, right? So I thought that's great imagery of her using her hair, her super long hair. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a, a fun little twist on the Eldritch Blast. It is. Cantrip. It is. It's interesting. 
Yeah, you got a fairy pet and an Eldritch Blast. Like, what does your magic look like? Golden hair, right? Or glowing blue hair for the uh, moon the bad stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Very cool. Had a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I find it really interesting that you build the vessel and then pour the stuff in. Because you, you absolutely can't. Well, I built create- the idea and then I built the vessel to, to carry the idea. And then I make it interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> but we kind of end up in similar places, right? Yeah. From, from yeah. It's, it, it, it is interesting. It is interesting. And I think there'll be viewers out there who will, might resonate with your way for sure. A lot of them. A 100%. lot of them will resonate with my way as well, I think. Totally zero percent. Um, <laughs> totally totally zero dude. zero 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 to a hundred in one step one big step so yeah so, yeah nice. yeah no i i do agree uh if you don't do that oh yeah what do you do do you i don't know because I barely know how I do it. Yeah. Um, and, and even conceiving of how you've gone through this uh, over the past, like five or six minutes um, has, has really is, is very interesting. Not, not only in where you got to, but the roads, like mm-hmm. when I use that metaphor before, right. That you got to pave the road and then you draw yeah. the lines on and whatnot. You have, you have drawn the lines uh, and then kind of built the road underneath it. And then <laughs> it's so and the, yeah, it's, it just it, I don't know. It's it's very interesting and very cool. And I understand more so now why it takes you forever. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and primarily that's because of that extra conceptual steps that you take where you choose big ideas that don't fit in your vessel. Yeah. And you have to do build a that, vessel around it. But you it's it's that non-physical dilution or or kind of purification factor yep. where yep. you're trying to find the facet that's the most interesting to what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. that will fit inside the question that you can ask or try to ask for this character to answer in the thing. Yeah. Um and that's super cool and super weird. I know your your way I'm like uh, makes me feel uncomfortable too. Yeah. Like what are you doing? Like what are you you don't even know where you're going with this. That's how I feel. Sure do. <laughs> but right, but for you, it's it's step by step, right? Yeah. This, 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 yeah. Thing. Then when you go, you end up with yeah, where, where it's supposed to go all along, right? And I suppose you know one step that I didn't go into is developing that kind of whole question process mm. that you go into and you actually talked a little bit more about. And in this case, I, I guess I kind of skipped that a little bit because I don't know the campaign. Yeah, that we're settling yep. in, and without that information, it's really difficult to ask these kind of questions. Yep, um, I like where you came from, though. Yeah, in I setting mean, that intention. I mean, there is one. There is something that we don't have uh, a big part of the picture that we don't have because we don't have a campaign. We don't have the context. Right. We aren't able to ground our characters in the world. In the world, correct. I thought I'm like, oh, I, I, it'd be really nice to have like some NPCs, mm-hmm. right? But I can't without. Well, you've got one. Pascal? Yeah. Yeah. So do you. Sure do. Yeah. But I'd use the sidekick rules. Ooh. Yeah. No, I'm not going for no fine familiar. Yeah. my fam- I, Pascal can die so many times I can keep bringing him back, though. That's the best part. Ouch. Yeah. Just be brutal. Poor though. Pascal. He likes it. He gets lost in my hair sometimes. Oh, it went blue. <laughs> Oops. Did Pascal die again? He's like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Poor bird. <laughs> Poor bird. He's a spirit now. But yeah, um, jump in the comments. If you're like us, if you're different than us, mm-hmm. let us know all that interesting inner working that you go through. And if you've never actually looked at your process, check it out. See, see what it is that you do do. Yeah. And, and kind of maybe allow yourself time to analyze and break it apart. I know that I certainly will because there's things that I feel like I need to expend upon Mm. in breaking it down and thinking about it. And I think since you asked for it, I will do the same and ask you to write up your system and how you do it. And I think in that process. Character sheet too, I think. Character sheet as well. Sure. Oh, that means we got to roll stats. Oh, yeah. Mm. Point by? Standard Standard array. array. Standard array. (laughs) <laughs> but totally fair. Yeah. Um, do what it is that you do for your tables, please. But um, no, I, I do like the concept and I do like the idea of how things are different and how we work differently mm-hmm. to achieve them. And in the process of writing out the process, yeah, you get to analyze. I've never written out the process. I've never process written it out either. Yeah. And it's really uncomfortable that now I need to kind of share my vulnerability and just kind of right. lay it out bare for everybody to be like, nah. <laughs> this is better and deal right. with that um except i feel like i'm awesome and i'm comfortable in that so i'm just gonna prepare you can't even read i can't <laughs> well he couldn't read right yeah it's sad but uh yeah let us know what you guys thought of our process is it weird is it right is it interesting mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be i'd be now that we've put ourselves out there mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if i'm eager for the feedback but i'm interested in knowing I'm super eager for the feedback. I'm always looking at improving and and refining the system and making it better. I'm interested in seeing what next we might have to bear out. Oh, if you guys have any more challenges, let us know. This one was interesting, even though it was stressful because it was only four days. Yeah, give Sean at least four and a half days. (laughs) And then he won't be quite as nervous. Yeah. You should make a character based on a horror monster. Oh, or a celebrity? It's fun. Or a piece of furniture? Let us let us know. <laughs> let us know. Uh, furniture. <laughs> furniture. Uh, appliance. Appliance has to be a PC. I, yeah, yeah. I'm inspired by yeah. my Maytag dishwasher. Yeah. Give us a challenge. Challenge us. What, yes. what next should we do? And if you think that a particular challenge would be great for Sean or I, let us know specifically. Try and give us both one because if one person's busy and the other person's not, yeah, that person gets to drink delicious lemonade, and that's not fair. <laughs> um, but uh, no, challenge us individually, and maybe we need some content and fodder for our live streams that are coming mm. up soon, perhaps. Oh, we can build the character together. And we can do it together. Oh. So let us know what you would like to see and some of the stuff that you'd like us to talk about, and uh, we will do that because it's all good, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this jaunt into the Disney D&D crossover. Uh, this has been Caffeine and Cantrips. Yeah, I was Byron, and that there was Sean, yeah. and we will catch you next time. Or, or else. Cool. You're cool. <laughs> oh, it's recording. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wah, wah.